Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, where wealth strategies and investment wisdom collide, featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner, Bart Zanbergen. Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, showcase for wealth strategies and investment wisdom that's for, for our evolving world. What happened to me? First one of the, of the decade and I messed it up? It's cold in here. Your brain's a little frozen today Whoa. here. Wow. Lack of sleep. New year. <laughs> New year. All right. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Paul, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> you know, this is not just a new year. This is a new decade. For those listening live, we're doing this on January 7th of 2020. This is the year of perfect vision, 2020, when all oh. things are going to become clear. But I'm bummed. Right, Paul? How uh-huh. many times have you said way, that, Paul? Yeah. <laughs> a lot today. <laughs> well, welcome everybody to the first show of the year. As Paul said, we're super excited to be here. Hope everyone had a great holiday season and a great uh, start to the new year. And to help kick us off, we are going to talk about something very important. We are not talking about New Year's resolutions. I want to make that perfectly clear. But we are talking about goals and goal setting. What do you think about that? I love that idea. Paul, have you set your goals for uh, this I year? I hate setting goals because I, 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 I never do any of them. I get myself excited and then I give up. That's mm. the problem. I, I don't mind the idea of planning and setting goals. It's the seeing them through yeah. past the first month. Right. Oh, Paul, Paul. <laughs> oh, that Paul, answers Paul. so much, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> really, isn't it? Yeah. So I can't be the only one out there. See, people are nodding. They're listening right now and nodding. I'd love to get a tweet of someone that actually says, no, Paul, that's not the way to do it. <laughs> well, it's my favorite when you go into the gym, and it is packed. You cannot. No, I, went, no. I went to yoga, literally, and then there was not a spot in the room. And literally, this I is agree. a few minutes before the class even started. And typically, like, there's room and for, like, a few minutes after <laughs> for people to come in. And there's usually always one, maybe one or two spots you can make room for. No, we're packed. No more people even allowed. Now, I know that's going to be pretty consistent for another month and a half and then by march we're good the normal people yeah exactly all drops off (laughs) anyway so there um this is just gonna be a really super open conversation i think uh, letitia and i are going to kind of share different things that we do and how we do it paul have you um, i'm going to start with you with you however have have you ever done like yearly goals not resolutions like i'm going to lose five pounds but resolutions i've tried no i really i i I, honestly and truly, uh, my father was always one of those who believed in this idea that when the new year starts, okay, let's look for it. The problem was he was always looking back, too. He was always, so what didn't work and everything. And it was, just became this kind of negative thing. And I'm like, oh, geez, yeah. So I, it kind of got me turned off of the idea a little bit. Here. So there's a part of looking back that I actually wanted to bring up today that I think is very important. Because in looking back, this is something that I, that I do every year is I look back to say, okay, how did I do? Not that I'm OCD or super oh, wait a a, here. about any of that stuff. <laughs> Are you challenging that idea? Okay. <laughs> but I'll go through and say, hey, what percentage of my goals did I meet this year? And you know, I, I'm usually in the 75 to 85% range um, because we'll talk about goal setting and, and how important it is to have goals that are lofty yet also achievable i think that's very important but another important part of looking back it's more than just goals it's a bit of a reflection to say hey of the things that i've done of what i've achieved whether it was a goal or not what am i grateful for and i think that's again a little bit more out of the goal range but it's it's a very 
great year end beginning of the year thing to say what am i grateful for and and what can i do to make the most of that but we're also trained today in today's positive feel-good society to never think of anything negative and to, and that means don't look back and don't focus on the negatives move on you know all that and i think we we do ourselves a disservice i think i have through the years by not spending some time and really looking at what didn't work as well as what i want to work i agree with that so every year i do goal setting so i i know we have it in here as like as one of our bullets but like the frequency is i like to set the goals now i'm a little ocd i'm gonna admit it (laughs) i do my goal planning on october november oh wow and then i look for the next year going forward and then um, i do a checkpoint halfway through the year and that's maybe like (laughs) may or june and i'm like how am i doing towards those goals and then make a shift or an adjustment and are these just financial goals are these personal goals no 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 you have a great you have a great point so i'm going to answer that in a second but i'm going to finish the thought on the frequency so when i do these goals i think that it's important that like what bart said i look back and say how did I do? And I'm honest with myself. I'm not going to beat myself up if I'm not meeting my goals. But it's a part of accountability for yourself and for your right. family and for your job and for your business and for other things in your life. It's just kind of checking in with you and being real and raw and not necessarily beating yourself up, but saying, hey, I always start with three things. I set myself up and say, what did I do really well so far? What really worked really well? And what are areas that I can still use some improvement and then what do I need to do from now until the end of the year to continue to make sure that I get close to my goals or modify them so then I still have a success at the end of the year and corporations do that all the time they they adjust their earnings right right so this is a very standard process but in general I think this is important of of reflection of reaching your goals and um but but you not know what necessarily Bart- giving up is a is I mean if you're not doing it, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to beat yourself up if you if it's I think not that's the right part goal. of it so you, you don't want to go back oh it didn't work out I didn't lose the weight I didn't make this I didn't do that and so you start feeling bad about yourself and you're like forget it I want to feel good this year I'm gonna ch- turn the page new day all this kind of stuff new resolution everything Bart says something and every one of your show guests your morning crew that comes in here from the workout gang. All says this, and I've been. I've said to other people how shocked I am. You guys don't just talk about what you're going to do, and I'm going to achieve this, and I'm going to climb a mountain, and I'm going to do all this stuff. You start by what you just said, being grateful for what you've done. I, I that's a that's a concept I'm not familiar with. You know, we're always talking about the negatives. We're either living in the future when it's going to be happy, or we're dwelling in the past where it was bad. We don't stop and look at today. What am I grateful for today? Mm-hmm. It's such a, a well, it's a mindset change for sure, but it's it's also somewhat of a life changer because it puts you in a state of mind, I think, to be more open to receive great stuff. I don't want to sound too, like, airy, uh, yeah, if you will, right, but it's right. it's um, I, I find it to be true. And I think it's kind of interesting, too. Um, and I was going to have you, Paul, I was going to just um, poke at Letitia a little bit. <laughs> All right. Not that she's OCD. Ask her when her tax appointment is. <laughs> her tax Still appointment? not fair. It's, it's uh, April 14th for me. Uh, yeah, so she's not April 14th. It's someday in January. <laughs> no, so because of my investments, I actually don't do that because of K-1s. But um, if I could, I used to. I used to. Um, but... 
That being said, I actually do meet with my CPA in um, October, (laughs) November, before I'm doing my annual goals because I want to make sure I maximize all of my opportunities before the year end. Yeah, to make sure that I'm efficient. And then I also want to make sure that I utilize my team and my CPA as part of my team and making sure that my goals in the next year is saying, hey, how can I improve and do things better? And I'm always looking at striving for improving. Improvement and for me personally, so I love the idea of meeting with them and having them give me ideas, or just making sure that I feel like, yeah, yep, yeah, I'm on the right path. I'm doing the right. So thing. how many? You guys are both so super organized. No, wait, hold on, Bart. When do you go to use your CPA? That's actually not fair either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, yeah. You call me out. Hold on, but I, I, like I said, I go the year it's currently um, going on, and the year before to prepare for the following year. So, when do you go? So, um, I have planning meetings with my CPA prior to tax filing. But for that current year? Uh, for previous for year. For planning, yeah, yeah. But let it be known that I do file on the latest, actual latest legal tax day of the year, which Good. is October 15th. God love you, Bart. <laughs> Join the rest of us here. My father used to say when he'd, he'd watch the uh, people, the foolish people out at midnight, you know, sending and driving in with the last thing. They said, I always know that you're in there somewhere here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um so there was actually a, a commonality, Letitia, I have so many commonalities, but one, the fact that we are, we work with people and we're their financial planners, but setting goals is also a way of of uh, planning, you know, planning mm-hmm. your future. Mm-hmm. And there is an adage that I think this applies to not only in your financial future, but with goal setting is failing to plan is like planning to fail. Right. So if you don't set these goals in place and have some accountability and check in, then how will you ever, how will you ever reach them? Uh, Except by random luck. Yep. That's that's been my success. <laughs> Key to Paul's success. Right, right, All right, random luck. Yeah, but I also think like if you look at goal setting in general, like goal setting could trigger behavior. So for example, goal setting should motivate you. And it if you're being true to yourself and you're trying to figure out, hey, what's important to me? Where do I see myself in the future? Where where do I want to be? And I always love to say the end of the day, if my goal is to be here, that's up in the air, I'm, I have my hands in the air, and then I'm down here at the bottom of the tree, I need to figure out what do I need to do to get from where I'm at now to where I want to be. And so sometimes along the journey, I might not go straight up the tree. I might go down a, a branch and through another branch and go to the completely other side and end up at a totally different tree altogether. But at the end of the day, what you're still doing is you have growth and you still have, you're moving yourself forward towards a goal. And at the end of the day, your goals sometimes change, like I said before, but you're still moving yourself forward instead of staying stagnant. You not, pivot. Exactly. So I wanted to kind of add to that like for example if you wanted to buy an example you wanted to buy a car right Mm -hmm. and it could be something as simple as a savings plan and we help clients do this when you're doing planning all together saying hey great i want to buy a new car for fifty thousand dollars but if you plan it ahead of time you can say i want to have ten thousand dollars down forty thousand dollars i want to get in a loan over a period of time i think i can save ten thousand dollars so you have the until then you take this big goal you want to get at the end of the year and then you break it down so you have time to do some research on the kind of car you want you have time to do research on what kind of loans are going to be the best for you and your family or you and your company and then you can figure out okay great 
how am I going to get that $10,000? So then you look at the $10,000 by December and break it down into a monthly increment. And that's $800, $833 a month. But then you can look at your budget and say, okay, where can I carve out $833 a month? So I have the $10,000 by the end of the year to buy my new car. And everything that we do, it's, it's making big goals achievable by bite sizes. And so something you can do on a daily basis is maybe make a slight modification to your normal expenses to be able to reach your end goals by just a slight modification. So we, we talked about this, um, Paul, if you remember, I had Bill, uh, Bill Woodich, my old gym buddy that wrote the book and is a public speaker. Oh yeah. Right. And, uh, we were talking about goals and, and we, we both subscribe to the same comment, uh, or phrase that I use with my kids all the time. You get something that seems overwhelming and unachievable. Yeah. And in a goal standpoint, we call it big audacious goal or a bag, right? Mm-hmm. Big right. audacious goal. Right. So the comment is, um, how do you eat an elephant? One, One bite, bite at, at a time. time. So it's kind of the same thing. Once you can set up what your bites are, it makes even those big goals more achievable. So here's right. the question, though, that you got to answer in the last 10 minutes. All of this makes so much sense. Come on. We all know that. Everybody, there isn't anybody out there that's going to challenge anything you said. And yet, without people like you pushing us, the normal human beings don't seem to sustain their goals or their plans very long. Am I wrong at that? Are most people very good at planning and I'm the only one that's not? No, I. for me, it, um, it's kind of an addiction. So like goals sustain <laughs> momentum, right? And you start seeing your progress on some of them once you're doing that. And then you're like, oh, I like this. And you keep on working at it. Like Bart, like you right now are doing a challenge for yourself for 60 days and mm-hmm. eating um, healthy and, and working out differently. But what you see is the small changes from day to day. It gets exciting. You're like, okay, I like this. I can do this. I can continue. And you're building a new process So do you need to yourself. have some reinforcement then along the way? Because otherwise it just seems like you're... I think striving that's a, for something and you're not seeing it happen. I like, think like that's when you break or money or whatever. If you bring it down to bite sizes, I think that's when you have your wins because you can see something attainable versus oh, I want a million dollars and then not knowing how to get there. Yeah, and I think it's different for everybody. For some people, having accountability. Yeah. So what Letitia's referring to, we have a, a little group at the gym. A lot of the guys you've met already, Paul, that have been in here, yeah. there's actually 14 of us, and we've set some body fat loss goals. And so we are... As if he needs to lose more body <laughs> fat. <laughs> oh, you. you I think, monkey I, think here. I can yeah, donate right, some yeah. of mine. So we are accountable to each other. Otherwise, we're going to be embarrassed with each other um, if you know we don't do what we're what we're. But I guess that's what I'm getting at. Without without accountability, a goal is just a dream, and dreams often you know they can come true, but they they often don't. So I think this is one way to um, avoid it just being a dream. And I know this was further down in our talk, but. Like when when I set up mine, so I'm just using myself personally now. Um, I set up different categories. I do um, like a category for business, for friends and family, for health and wellness, financial, spirituality, personal slash travel. So those are all different categories. And then I set up one, three, five, and ten years. So every year wow. Wow. I have it's a it's a rolling um, one year, three year, five year, ten year. So if it's just a dream. Then after one year, if you only have one year goals, this dream just kind of goes away. Right. But if that one year goal fit, uh, um, feeds into the three, which feeds into the five, which feeds into the ten, right. you're constantly monitoring. Right. And then I take it again. I am so not OCD. 
But what I do do, (laughs) what I do do is I have these, I type them up, of course, every year. I go to Kinko's and I laminate them. I don't even know if you know this. I didn't know you laminated it. Yeah, yeah. And so um, they're in the shower. So, oh my goodness! So you look at them. I mean, you force. I look them at mine day. daily, morning and afternoon. Yeah. So every day, yeah. and of course, I have them on my phone now. So it's that's. I started um, before there were cell phones. I was doing this. Yeah. <laughs> just kept doing. And I think that's important. Is like what you also said is you. Um, you remind yourself daily. Yeah. You remind yourself daily of what these goals are, and I think. Um, Really, Paul, the difference is it's not necessarily a dream if you're taking small steps daily and you're reminding yourself daily that this is what you're going towards and you're taking action. You're not just, oh, I'd like to do this somehow, but you're actually have done the research. You have to figure out what you want to do and you're taking action and you're continuing with your action going forward. So I'm curious. You work with very successful people, a lot of very successful people. Yeah. Is this... Uh, as they used to say, one of the habits of highly successful people that book. Absolutely. Or are there highly successful people that you have to push? All of the above. Okay. M- more on the, it's more common. Just like, you know, the guys that are with me, the gym at four or five in the morning, right. those tend to be more successful guys. Those same guys, a lot of been here, a lot have been here on the show, do exactly what we're talking about. And, and let's just say what Bart said in the beginning. He breaks down his goals. For example, sometimes we have our own expertise. So we work with sometimes executives, and they are amazing in their world of what they're doing and in their role as a CEO. But maybe on a personal level, they just don't have any more energy left or on a financial basis to get their goals. So then they rely on us to be able to help them be their quarterback, to be able to put make these goals reality to them and say, okay, how do we get you their bite sizes? And then we help them along the way to do that. And like what Bart's saying, a goal could be as simply as, I want to retire and I want to retire at age 65 and is my money going to last until age 90? And is my spouse going to be able to maintain until they live until 90? And then is our heirs getting anything? That's those are all goals. Those are, yeah, those are and questions. we break them down, and we get them there. And that's our job. Our heavy lifting, what we do for our clients, is that we help them get there, and we help them design that path along the way. And we check in all the time. I have never written down a goal in my life. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. That's terrible. <laughs> I admit it. Am anybody out there? Come on, nod. Give, us, give me some support here. I, I've had goals. I've thought about them. But I, I hear what you're saying, and I hear people say that over time. You not only write them down. There's something when you're committing to it, when you write it down, and then put it in front of you. Oh, my God, that'd be horrible. I have to look at it every day. And... Well, it depends. Like, for me, it motivates me. It encourages me. I don't know. What about you, Bart? For sure. And I had read once, and somehow it stuck with me, that there is basically scientific proof. There has been tests that... Once you put pen to paper and write something down, you have an exponentially higher chance of getting something accomplished. And then add on top of that to look at it regularly. So once you've written it down and now you're looking at it, you've just increased your odds by you know 90%. Wow. Such a, something as simple as that. All right. Well, there's a takeaway from today. Just Don't just have a goal. Write it down. So how many goals do you look at on a daily basis? Because so, you've got one year, three year, five year, personal, spiritual. You must have spent four hours looking at your goals every day here. No, it takes just a few minutes, and depending on how long my shower is that day, maybe it's just the one year, and some days I'll make it through to the 10. Yeah. 
And what? And so you literally just mentally check them off. Say, oh yeah, five years. I want to go climb Kilimanjaro or something here. Two years. I want to. So, I, you know, and you don't even know this, Letitia. So I take it one step further, and this might be. I like he thinks that I can read his mind. This yeah. is good. This might be, I'm liking how we're going here. Yeah. This might be a year of sharing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I actually take the goals, and then I create my BART uh, vision statement, and it's a front and back page, and I've actually written out my future. Yeah, I know where you wow. got that. I'm not going to even say. Wow. I have done that. Too. So you've seen the future, and it's there. And uh, so many things on it have already happened, and so I, I updated it accordingly. And as time goes on, as I get older, but you're I'm there's reading. a coach that you took many years ago, yeah. and I yeah. took as well with different yeah. organizations that yeah. actually had you go through an exercise and you visualize yeah. your future. It's your dream, Paul. This is your dream, and yeah, this right. is when you say, "Okay, great. When I'm older, I want to have this house, and I want to have this type of environment, and it's, I want to have this type slightly, of it, it's actually slightly feel. it's it's you're you're just about there, but it's. It's um, you paint the picture right, but as if you're living it now. Right, I am. I am vacationing on an island. I have a vacation home that my whole mm-hmm. family uses. It's happening now. Business partner. <laughs> yeah, right. Business. I have an amazing Radio business show partner. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I agree. So I've done that same exercise, and yeah. they say that that's called like I've done also multiple steps of that, like a vision board or vision, yeah. and then you're creating this vision of what you want it to be, and you're mentally picturing it, and then you also like. That's reinforcing yourself and yeah. uh, of of what your goals are. But but Paul, everyone's slightly different of what their goals are. But I think my big takeaway is, for me personally, it's somewhere that I can hold myself accountable. It's something that I can take myself to the next step of where I want to continue growing and striving to. I don't like to be stagnant. But what is my number one pet peeve? Wasting time. Wasting time. Mm. So goal setting makes me really? feel good. Wasting time is a big pet peeve for you. Oh, you have no idea. You don't want to just sit in the the car car line waiting for to go through the drive-thru or something. Or I don't she know walks in my office. I'm not ready to have a conversation with her and I make I walk her out. wait. She's like, I really? can't waste time. I'm I come back. I'm like, let me know when you're ready. <laughs> wow. Wow. So I'm thinking that one of Paul's primary goals is how many days he's going to wear long pants. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. And a hat. <laughs> and a hat. That's it. That's it. I live that every day. I look at it every day here. Is it help to have lots of goals or little goals? Some people have said just have one or two and some people say no, have a thousand and two. I think it really depends on what what motivates you and what where you are like what Bart said like if you're in business you can have business goals and things that you want to achieve if you have relationship goals then you strive for that it just really depends on where you want to go we have a show host I won't call him out and embarrass him here but he told me like all of you guys here have been very successful in life and he said once a year he and his wife go into to retreat somewhere and you know whatever just uh, not a retreat just somebody just escape somewhere and during the don't just sit around at the pool or whatever and you know and say oh honey what a great year pop some champagne they actually get like a little conference room wherever they are at one day and they sit there like two business people and they sit there and say all right what did you like about me this year? What didn't you like about me this year? What could I do better to be a husband? What could I do better? I said, oh, my God, you guys are freaks. Whoa. I've never heard of anybody doing that. Well, I'm sure, uh, Tish, you've, that's your thing, isn't it? 
Do you do yes. that? Do you do that? <laughs> so I do with my husband. We oh do date God, night. You guys are freaks. I never heard of this. Yeah, I do it quarterly actually with my oh, husband. Oh my God, I do it daily. I no, sit down. I do it quarterly, and I pull up our our goals <laughs> oh as my God. as a couple and say like, Hey, are we on track with how you know we're treating each other and how we like are we spending time together and are are we not you know neglecting our children is is business is good is our finances in good spot like are we hitting our goals that we want to hit and we i we touch bases now he doesn't ever initiate those meetings it's actually i usually (laughs) set up i'm gonna tell you why (laughs) he doesn't want to hear it we hit our goals we hit our goals and i i'm pretty proud of that but but i think it's because we're always kind of I, you're you're the it. two people. I never knew anybody did this. I mean, I know you You try and reconnect and say, hey, once in a while, hey, honey, how are things going? And you kind of have a sense of each other as, if you've been together as long as I have with my wife here. But to sit down, I can't imagine us actually sitting down. Okay, your point sub four, number three here. Have we? Uh, yeah, so, you know, <laughs> here's, a, here's you a personal share. I learned from Bart this last year, and he is so good about date nights with his wife. We do a lot of events with as a, as yeah. a business, as a company, and connecting with people. But it's also super important to be able to take time with our family. So I took I took a playbook from, or I took a play from Bart's book, and um, we're getting a sitter on Friday nights and my husband and I are going to date night because it's go. important to invest in ourselves as well. So that's just you people in your environment, but that was a, an idea, something that he took. Now, I'm older does. than you guys here, and I remember watching my father and other. I grew up in a nice upscale neighborhood. Everybody was in CEO, executive or CEO or somebody here. These were guys that spent no time with their families because they were spending 100 hours trying to make it. And that was what you were supposed to do if you were, you got, you know, they, they weren't ever trying to factor in more time. It was, we just all had to accept and sacrifice kind of, sorry, dad, that, you know, that was part of the Easily goal done. when you signed on. Yeah. Here. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I don't hear that as the common dream anymore here. You know, the, the guy who, what keeps Sammy running or whatever, whatever that book well, cause was. Because it's not Sammy anymore. It's Sammy and Sam, like male yeah, and true, female true. work. That's true. So that now it's like we really, not because we have to, but we want to, and we have personal goals. And like for example, I don't have to work, but I make a difference in people's lives, and we love it. I know Bart's like making fun of me right now because he knows I'm. I so love see, and it. I hear a lot of your other clients, and you talked that about. So work in some time for you, work in some times for the family, work yeah. in some time. That's part. It's a holistic approach. It's not just about right. how can I maximize. I got twenty years to make money here or to make it in my career or whatever. It's not here. just about it, money. It's about. It's not. I mean, I'm sure those people exist. Just yeah. face it. But yeah. the kind of clients that Letitia and I work with. Um, are just more like us. We just attract more people like us and like our other mm-hmm. clients because they get referred yeah. by other clients and they're they're family oriented and yeah. they're and they're um, health oriented and they're and Goal they're driven. and they're philanthropic for the most part. So yep. um, yeah, so they want to do something more than just make money because there are an awful lot of people out there at, at all levels. I see it. You know the the the. the the poor Vietnamese shop owner that has four shops and he's going from one to the next here, one after another here. He's just, they're working themselves to death here. You know? yeah. yeah, it's life balance. That's also important. So, um, well, we are just, I'm surprised the Paul didn't cut us by? off. Well, Our goals went over, yeah. over a little bit. Um, you want to give some of our tags and then I'm going to close with a quote. I'm gonna, mm. I think that can be the thing for the years. I'm going to okay. come up with I one like of my that. favorite quotes. Oh, I so, like that. Um, 
Okay, cool. So yeah. you can always find us online. Um, and then you can search us on Zambergen Report, Wealth Strategies, and Investment Wisdom. And we are all over the place, so which is really exciting. And that's because of you guys liking us and tagging us and listening to us and commenting. And if you haven't recently, do it again. Show, tell mm-hmm. us what you like about our shows and share it with a friend. So we're here for you guys. I think that's something you guys should always know is this is uh, clients come to see us for this information and we're here for you. So Zambergen Report, and then you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter and um, iTunes. Paul, anything else you want to add? Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeart. You're on big stuff. Yeah, you're (laughs) everywhere. You're missing the big ones here. All right. So my closing quote today is going to be on discipline, one of my favorite words in life. And I think this also applies to goal setting because I think there's a level of discipline with goal setting. Yep. And discipline, is. this isn't the dictionary uh, definition of discipline. This is one that I've found that I like. Is willing to do the things others won't do to have what others can't have. Mm. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that one. Say that one more time. That's a good one here. D- a discipline is willing to do the things others won't do to have what others can't have. Wow. That really, that, there's a lot of truth in that. I, I can think of a million examples. Good stuff, guys. All right. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see you in studio next week. Cheers. Tune in next week for the latest edition of the Zanbergen Report, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Catch up on our recent shows by visiting bartzanbergen.podbean.com. The Zanbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer? Email podcast at bartzanbergen.com. Bart A. Zanbergen, CFP, and Letitia Burbaum, AIF, are registered investment advisors with Optivist, Inc., and registered representatives with Gramercy Securities, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered by Optimist, Inc. under SEC registration.